So we're going to start things off with Big T and the toy news. So San Diego Comic-Con is here and gone. Did you, uh, either one of you go to San Diego this year? I did not. No, I did not. Yeah, I, I, mean, would, I would like to, but I've heard it's quite the process even just to get there. I think it is. Things. I think that's one of the reasons why I wouldn't want to go is actually the, the idea of having to, it's the lines and the waiting and you come out of it. So, But while you're there, you get to learn all kinds of stuff. I learned all kinds of stuff as well this week, and I learned it off the internet. So I learned some cool stuff about the toys that are coming out. I thought I would share that with my, my friends here. Okay, lay it on us. I'm glad okay. we're friends. Thank but you for saying here? that. my friends here? Well, all of us are friends. Everyone there here is a friend. So Kathy cannot be here this week, so she wrote down some things that she wanted to talk about, so I'll, I'll get into that. The first thing I want to say is I was very disappointed. Oh. Yeah, I know. So Hasbro is the, the toy of uh, company of choice for me, and that is because they always have the Star Wars toys, and they always come out with this big extravaganza, and all the new toys are coming out through the next year or two, and they had nothing this year. Everything is on hold because of the new Star Wars movie that's coming out. So because oh. of that, they had a, a, the process of them you know, showing things was very weak. And, uh, but they did show a couple things. There was a new thing called Galaxy Avengers. Uh, the Galaxy Adventure toys are actually five inches, 21 points of articulation, uh, which was kind of like bigger than your little three and three quarter inch and smaller than your six inch. <laughs> the, la so, the last yeah. time I checked, five was less than six. That's true. And a little bigger than three and three quarters. So they've come up with these medium-sized toys. They're very uh, uh, comic book orientated in the sense that they're, you know, the... They have uh, funny little features, and they're not exactly what you would normally see, this realistic stuff. Uh, there's a new Boba Fett helmet that's coming out. So everybody's Ooh. out there wanting to dress up like their Boba Fett. Nice. And uh, a hyper-real Luke Skywalker, which is a 8-inch figure, uh, which means that he's like, he has, you know, the, the, you know back in the day of the... Um, Six million dollar man, and they had like the, the 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 skin that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like a, they have like a frame, and then the skin, so you actually can like snap, kind of like click his joints in the place. I believe there's also a Darth oh. Vader that's coming out as well. So that's kind of neat. But they um, won't match to scale anything that you own. You, it's a new scale. Yeah. So you're starting off. So if you don't want to buy any of the three and three quarter since 1977, you're not into the six inch since uh, 2005 or whatever it was, you can start right fresh with your with your eight inch. It's a, a or, starting point for new collectors, right? Exactly. Uh -huh. Or your five inch toys, your five inch Galaxy uh, of Adventures. I think Galaxy of Adventures, is that what they're calling like the new uh, the new thing that's out at Disney? Is that what that is? Oh, yes. That, I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah. that's, so they're, you know, tying into that as well all right so here's the thing that did come out of uh the of uh, san diego this year is the six inch stuff for the marvel legends now at the store we sell probably way more marvel legends than we do any other toy uh, it's hard to get in they're very um uh, collector eccentric in the sense that they're the collectors want them and they have these build a figures so you can actually get all six and build this awesome figure as well so people want them sometimes they're hard to get uh like the certain figures are going to be hard to get the ones that are more popular so they're coming out with a huge amount of stuff though um they're doing some new mutants of all things, the, uh, the New Mutants characters who you probably don't see very often, uh, the Karma, the Wolfsbane, and the Danny Moonstar. Ooh, oh, yeah, wow. I know, so that's kind of neat. Uh, Kathy's really excited about this. They're doing a seven inch She-Hulk, nice. which looks really good. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Uh, there's a Doctor Doom. Uh, Ooh, they're good. doing a <laughs> Camel Fatigue Punisher, which oh. is an Amazon exclusive. <laughs> 
He has lots of weapons. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> exactly. Like Punisher War Journal, maybe? Is that yeah. the throwback? Yeah, oh, yeah. the throwback? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing about these toys is they actually do, they take a lot of its uh, comic characters uh, and then some of the movie stuff, but they really do go back. And I think that's why it's so popular. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, the uh, the Spider-Man from the PS4 Spider Spider Game Velocity suit, um, it's the white suit. It's pretty neat. I don't know if it's, but that you know, so that's kind of neat. That, that game is tremendous. Is it? I've never oh, played it's, it. It's good. It's amazing. It's like being in New York City, and then as the game goes through, you play, you travel around, and like things get worse. The city devolves. It starts to just you know get nasty, and it's amazing how they built that into the game. It's it's fabulous. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I've never played. Yeah. Um, the uh, okay, so it's the 80th year of Batman. 80 years of Batman. It is. Wow. So you think that uh, Mattel would be on top of that and be putting out some awesome Batman stuff there was nothing really announced at San Diego mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that and Kathy wrote this down she thought it was the uh, the best thing was the Alfred with heads of all the different Alfred actors oh I like was, that was something yeah so she thought that was pretty cool there was also uh, the strange lines of Batman set it was a Silver Age uh, go, going through all the Silver Age um, it's a box that gives you uh, all the versions of the um the s- different crazy things that happen so of the uh, uh help me out here guys all the <laughs> it's a different don't know where you're going i don't know where i'm going yeah. either okay. <laughs> it's like, like different, different story suits and different, different suits right, we're, gotcha. we're gonna go with different suits okay. thank you all right well there you go different suits but is there um, a bat mite that's the important thing i don't know if there There's, is see that'd be kind of cool the well, bat mite is that cool though because i think bat mite was the character that actually ruined the dc uh comics back in the, the 70s when they brought him out there were so many different families they were making, so yeah. you can't you can't <laughs> you can't peg it on, on one. Bat-Nite. Yeah, you can. Bat-Nite. Bat-Nite. Come Bat- on. Yeah, Batmite was the great gazoo of the <laughs> Batman family. <laughs> and how good was the great gazoo? Right, <laughs> Not, he was again ruined the Flintstones. So I guess I think this might be a topic for a whole other episode. <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll we'll put that on the back burner for okay, now. Okay. So here's one that I just want to throw before we uh, end here. The uh, they're doing uh, Mattel's actually doing a thing called uh, Masters of the Universe meets the WWE. So you actually have WWE characters, mm-hmm. uh, and they look like uh, the origin, like the original uh, Masters of the Universe. So the first thing that occurs to me is like, uh, why wasn't this done a long time ago? Really? Because I was like, what? Uh, I, I don't really know much about the WWE, so to me, I was kind of surprised by it. Uh, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I don't understand it. They're going to take The Rock and like meld him with like He-Man? Is that what they'll do? Give him the He-Man outfit? I think Hulk Hogan should be He-Man. That would I be good. that would be the natural. Yeah. yeah. And then Rod Roddy Piper would be Man-at-Arms. There you Ooh, go. And See? then after that, I'm happy. See, it's, it's, a, it's natural. Two. It writes itself. It should have, you're right. It should have happened in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Grayskull wrestling ring playset. Hello. Oh, I, like I think there's I a lot of overlap between those two yeah. Venn diagrams. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and here's the big thing. Do you guys ever hear of uh, the uh, the HasLab stuff that happens? Okay, so HasLab is a thing that uh, Hasbro put together, uh, and they take large items that they couldn't sell in stores, and they do a crowdfunding. Cool. So they did. Uh, they just did a Star Wars one that ended, and they did rather well. They have to get eight thousand people that go into it. It was like a seven hundred dollar uh, giant Star Wars ship, the Katana. And uh, I believe it's called, and you buy it and they get it shipped to you and so forth. But you have to have it's crowdfunding, so you have to get so many people. So the one they just announced uh, is a Transformers, it's a Unicron. 
Oh yeah. Anybody? Yeah. Giant Unicron. I've never, I've, ne I've never been into the Transformers, but it's huge. It's like, it says here that it's um, 20 pounds, 27 inches by 30 inches, uh, and the back it is $575 US, and they need 8,000 backers by August 31st. Uh, the problem is it's just U.S. residents only right now. I think they did with the other HasLab one. They did. They actually opened it up for Canadian uh, eventually, but so maybe that'll happen. But the one that's kind of not doing very well is the uh, there's a giant Cookie Monster HasLab, and it needs eight thousand. Uh, it's five hundred and some dollars as well. It needs eight thousand or three thousand backers. I think it is. It's not a lot. It might even be way less. It might be like eight hundred backers or something like that. Anyway, and it's a giant life-size Cookie Monster. I, I oh. don't want one in it's my not home. A, it's not a puppet. It's just a giant blue, and it's like real. They, they say it's real blue fur. I don't know how that can be, but yeah. Freaky. So you go. If you want to check that out, check out HasLab. I think that's kind of interesting stuff. So okay, you can do it. There you go. That's it for news from Comic-Con. Okay. Uh, that's awesome news, and there's more news to be shared. Uh, here is Hank and Craig with the news about the uh, Marvel Universe. Hey everybody, we're jumping in here. It's Craig Silliphant, uh, everybody's favorite movie geek, and my good buddy Hank Cruz. And you can follow us uh, on your social media platforms at Hank and Kelso and at Craig Silliphant. And we've got a pretty interesting topic today for movie fans, for comic book fans maybe. So I'm going to throw to Hank and he's going to explain what we're talking about. So today we are going to talk about the Marvel cinematic universe oh that thing i think they call it the mcu on the streets oh i thought it was pronounced mickey 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 so phase four was just announced so right. i didn't realize we're in phase three right now i must have just tuned i just thought it was all one phase i didn't realize right okay. there's phases yeah okay there's phases we're going into phase four either spider-man was the last phase three or it's the first phase first four phase four i don't know so we've got the Black Widow movie is the next one that's coming out. Which is released. interesting because she died. Right. In the last the last time we saw her, she was dead. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But she's a comic book uh, hero, so she can come back at any time. Well, that's true. At any time. Um, so the question is, I've got the whole list of everything that's coming out. So we've got the Black Widow, then the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then the Eternals, then Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. C-H-I. I've never read it. Chi? I think so. I've got, I feel Chi. Okay, but I think, yeah, exactly. Okay. There you go. Uh, the Legend of the Ten Rings. And then Loki is going to be a TV show. Then WandaVision, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. What if Thor, Love and Thunder, and then Hawkeye. So this is going from uh, May 1st, 2020, all the way to fall 2021. My question to start with for you, all of our favorite movie geek, <laughs> when is it When is too much enough? Like, when? when is it just, like, how many Marvel movies... Are they going to put out? Like, are people finally just going to go, I've seen them all? Like, why? I think it will be very interesting, especially as you enter phase four. Uh, there, I guess there's a lot to unpack here because you, you, the list of stuff you listed there, some of it we've heard of, or mm -hmm. there are characters we know, like Hawkeye and Black Widow, uh, and then some of it like the uh, Doctor Strange, but there's stuff like the Eternals and the Shang-Chi and things like that, where it's like n no one really knows what that stuff is unless you're a deep deeper comic book fan. Exactly. Now, they have had success doing that before, especially with something like Guardians of the Galaxy, and you could also argue like Iron Man, Thor, things like that. Those those are big names now, but they were sort of uh, like A to B list like characters back then. They weren't Spider-Man, they weren't Batman, they weren't these like, 
you know, big A-list characters. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how much people will go to these movies uh, and how well they market them. I mean, they obviously did a great job with Guardians of the Galaxy, but how, how many people will go to these not knowing what these things are and, and just trust that Marvel-like brand? The other thing is... You know, I like these movies. I grew up on comic books, and so to me, some of this stuff is amazing. Uh, like this one wasn't one of the MCU, but I remember seeing the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Oh yeah. Uh, as uh, I guess I would have been a young adult at that time, and just the scene at the end where he's like just swinging through Manhattan. I was like, I've wanted to see this. Like I've seen this in my mind since I was five years old, and now I'm actually seeing it. So there's there's you know a lot of uh, cool stuff uh, there that you get on screen, but let's let's face it these movies aren't really like they don't they're kind of all the same really is what i'm trying to now now that the effects have gotten to a point where they are so well done well all the movies look the same right see but the effects aren't better in one or worse now they're they're all the same um even on this uh list here well it's we don't have um guardians volume three on that list well that's coming out too uh the uh blade is through to rebooting blade um there's like another 20 movies that are part of this but these are the main ones here so is it just that like how do you even get into it so say now uh, the kids, I'm like, okay, we're going to start getting into the Marvel movies. Well, now I'm going to go back and watch the last like 400 Marvel movies right. to get up now. Or is it you just start taking them to the phase four ones? Like, I, There's just too many. That's a good question. I mean, I have to imagine uh, that they wouldn't be so reliant on what's happened in the past with phase four. But I, I mean, I have no idea. You're right. And some of these things are characters that we've seen uh, along the way. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think this is a bigger thing with movies right now, too. It's not just Marvel. Marvel's really the flagship of this. Really, it's like it's Disney. Uh, and so you've got everything from Marvel, Star Wars to the Disney movies themselves, the you know, the Lion King reboots and things like that, where there are these huge spectacle uh, tentpole movies. Some of them, you could argue, are, you know, they're really fun, but you could argue they're sort of creatively, you know, bereft of ideas. Uh, and but these but the 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 it's changed the whole landscape of the film industry to this franchise centered filmmaking and all the what they call the middle class of movies has like disappeared and exactly. it's actually largely gone to television and and streaming and you know your Netflix your Amazon your Hulu like that's that's where all those stories are happening which means you know less people are going to the theater it's got this weird echo effect less people are buying movie tickets even though some of these movies are single-handedly saving the box office that year uh but to me the pendulum's got to swing back. Eventually, uh, again, saying this as a person that does like these movies and grew up on Star Wars and Marvel and all this stuff, it's it's got to, uh, you know, the, the pendulum's got to swing back and people are going to go, this is just empty calories and either I'm going to stop going to the theater because this is the same movie I just watched exactly. 30 times previously. Like how, how many times can you see Spider-Man go swing across? You know, you're like, okay, well, I've seen it 4,000 right. times. Well, I just paid with the snacks and everything. If you're going to bring the family, that's 100 bucks. Or if you got to get a totally. babysitter doing that, so I just paid 100 bucks to see why. Well, I've seen that already. Right. It can't get because at one point it can't get any better for the CGI until all of a sudden we've got the hollow deck and the Enterprise and then we're in the movie. Well, that's okay. Then that's then I'm in. Yeah. Well, then then we go back in. But, but I but. love all the movies. <laughs> I love going to see them. But at some point they're all just the same. Well, and there's a few even that like uh, that I didn't see in the theatrical run right away in like in the last year or two. Uh, like Captain Marvel was one of them, which I did really like. But like 
just for whatever reason, I had something going on that weekend and I couldn't make it. And then I didn't, you know, if it was a Spider-Man movie, I would have definitely been there mm-hmm. because I'm a big Spider-Man fan. But some of this stuff that's not quite necessarily as Spider-Man-y as Spider-Man, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it in a week or two. Or in some cases, I didn't see it until it came out in, on home video. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Do you think there is a chance uh, for DC to um, make a comeback and really compete versus the MCU, or is it too late? I think. Them? Well, I think anything's possible, but they need to like. I think they need to wipe the slate clean and start again. That's my opinion. I just I think they've gotten so. The movies are so terrible, and the things convoluted, and even the ones that people love. I don't really like that much. Like, uh, you know, Wonder Woman. Wonder, Wonder Woman was okay. I, like I liked Wonder it Woman. when I saw it, but when I tried to rewatch it, I, I like I got kind of bored pretty er- like early the way through it. Uh, and there's a few other ones like that too. Where like, what was the? the there was another uh, one recently that was a little more. I don't remember. Was it? <laughs> and there's the point. Oh, it was we Aquaman. It was Aquaman. We don't remember. It was Aquaman. Yeah. And to me, it was like, it still had that gross look that I didn't like from all those movies. Uh, it's way too long. Way too long. And, you know, it might have been a fun little distraction if it was an hour and a half little action movie, hour 45, whatever, but it's like, I don't know, two and a half hours long or something. So, you know, those, even though other people are going, oh, you see, they're making good movies now. I'm like, they're no, not. They're really not. Yeah. They are really so not. So I think they'd have to start fresh. And the other thing uh, that I've noticed is now that going to so many movies, it really takes a lot for me to go, oh, that was so awesome. Right. So what are they going to do to impress me? So I'm going to go, hey, for you know what, a superhero movie. Oh, that's a 95. Right. How do you now, talk? When, when you base them all on every other uh, superhero movie that's come out right away, it's like, oh, well, that's a 50. You know? Right. How, How do you, you top the, like, Infinity Wars, yeah. basically? How can where, you like... say that, though? That movie was fantastic. It's, yeah, but have you seen two billion movies? It's like, eh, it's the same as the other one. Yeah, exactly. Know. And the problem is then, as a, you know, as a thing, movie going, it needs to get back to the stories that aren't necessarily like it drives me crazy when people say, uh, and I do it myself, but it drives me crazy when people say, Oh yeah, I don't have to see that one in the theater though. And it's like, well, uh, I, I wrote an article a while ago and I mentioned when Harry met Sally in it and people were like, well, yeah, but you wouldn't go see that movie in the theater. And I was like, it made a hundred million, million dollars, dollars in the theater yeah. in the eighties. Like, so, you know, if that was the water cooler movie that you had to go to, it wasn't necessarily about superheroes or whatever. It didn't have to be this giant visual bonanza spectacle four hours long. Like you just told a good story. And that movie holds up as a romantic oh, comedy. Yeah. I watched it recently again and it holds up. And so, again, th- we'll see what happens because now TV's taking that stuff over and they're like that animal's out of the box now. So, uh, you know, we'll see what the landscape of all this turns into. But it hurts. It, it hurts a lot. It does hurt. The um, other good thing, and I know we're running out of time here, but uh, I am now more into if they're going to start creating really um, well-done television shows, mm-hmm. uh, like Loki. Well, right. that could be awesome. And now that they took back all of their uh, ones that were on Netflix, I haven't read that there's a chance, but my favorite uh, character is the Punisher. Right. So, And I loved it on Netflix. I'm like, now how you cancel it? I'm like, bring it back now, please. Yeah, I wouldn't bring be surprised if they brought back some of those like, things please. for sure. Or Daredevil so season three was really good yeah. too. Like, And that could bring back and they could incorporate some of those characters into Who is the MCU. your favorite marvel uh character is it spider-man spider-man yeah, yeah. Okay. easily yeah I- i'm darker you? i'm darker i go with the punisher every time yeah well and i do love the punisher too but yeah i love the punisher yeah. mm. cool well i think we're out of time so we better throw back to the show here but uh that's uh craig and hank coming at you thanks fellas okay so we've got 10 minutes left to talk 
comics and the last couple of episodes we've kind of tacked them in the end and maybe only given the five minutes so i would like to spend a little more time let's start with vampirella all right so july is vampirella month i don't know if it is but i'm calling it vampirella month because uh this is a big relaunch for vampirella so it's her 50th year of being a character uh, she first premiered in 1969 um, with the uh, Warren Press books. And to commemorate the anniversary of the character, um, one special thing they did is they've made a facsimile copy of the very first Vampirilla magazine. So it looks, it's the same size, it has all the original ads in it, um, has all the original stories. So for anyone who's at all interested in the character, it's a really neat place to start. Um, it has artwork by Neil Adams that you might know. He, he worked on a character called Batman you may huh? have heard of before. Um, so it's a neat little compilation of all these like Vampirilla stories. What I find really fascinating looking through it is as a kid, as a comic kid, you know, when I would see like the Eerie and Vampirilla, they were, they looked like these scary magazines, right? I'm not interested in that. But then as an adult reading them now, there's nothing in any of these stories that is at all shocking or quote unquote scary. Um, if anything, the whole the deceased thing happening right now. Right. I haven't even read it, but the covers of those are way worse than <laughs> anything in this Vampirilla magazine. Um, but it's just really interesting. It's a compilation of short stories. I love like the idea of jam comics where people that you know put their own take on a character. Um, and through the thread of this one, Vampirilla is like the narrator. So it's much like the uh, Rod Serling Twilight Zone kind of thing where she introduces each story and, and that type of thing. So um, it's a really neat place to start. Um, it's a nice, it's a, it's a neat thing to have if you don't want to go back and start spending money on actually collecting the original original copies. One, one thing I noticed about though those comics is that they're black and white. This is a black and white comic and I find the just the black and white itself makes it look eerie and it's not you know it's not popping color where it's like oh look it's fun color uh, but it is black and white which makes it look eerie as well as those older ones like the creepy and stuff. That's what I liked when I was a kid. They looked eerie and I liked the like the fact they were black and white and this is a black and white reprint and it looks really good they did a good job reprinting it so yeah it was it was really neat so on top of that uh vampirilla number one just came out last week so uh issue one of a brand new story arc vampirilla is one of those characters that suffers from the wonder woman syndrome i call it which i might call a vampirilla syndrome now where it seems like writers and artists don't always know what to do with the character true cool character we could do awesome things and it doesn't always happen um, the last few comics she's been in, some have been pretty good, some have been not good at all. Uh, issue one for this new one uh, is quite good, actually. I liked it. Uh, Chris, Christopher Priest, who did uh, Black Panther, is doing the writing. Um, Ergen Gundes is doing the artwork. Uh, letters by Willie Schubert. I love how it opens. We, it throws us in this crazy action sequence thing. A whole bunch of stuff are given to you all like so quickly, and you're almost not sure what's real and what isn't. For a second, I thought if it turns out to be a dream sequence, I'll be so mad, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, it's an interesting take. Uh, Vampirilla is talking to a therapist, and he doesn't believe she's a vampire. She, he thinks she's suffering from trauma, which I think is like the new Tom King thing. You know, after right. being Heroes in Crisis and Mr. Miracle, now suddenly we can tap into which is which is fine. It's interesting. It's a neat take on it. Um, some of the art is a little uneven. There are some panels that are, are great, that really fit what I think a modern Vampirilla comic would be, and there are some that just aren't as good as other ones. Right. The, the great big unveil when she has her wings for the first time, you actually see, there's one panel where you see them starting to come out of her back, which is really cool, but then the, you turn the page, waiting for this great big splash page, 
and it's it's okay, but it's not as cool as it could have been. Yeah. But it's way better than what's been happening. So if you're at all interested in the character Vampirilla, I would jump on now and uh, go check it out. Okay, cool. Well, there's actually a lot of happening in uh, the comic world right now with the ladies. And I want to talk a little bit about some releases that came out on Wednesday. Um, Valkyrie, so the Jane Foster girl Thor basically came out. Um, and there's a lot of buzz this week because, of course, Natalie Portman is going to take yes. on the role again and it's going to be another big box office thing. Um, the comic itself was actually pretty good. Um, Jason Aaron is at the helm and I love his writing. He tends to be a little grittier and a little more realistic. And in this case, um, so she comes back because she, she died, um, but she's been, you know, called up again. And now she's really taking on the responsibility of the Valkyrie. She's the last one. The rest are dead. Um, and she's sent on a mission to um, recover a bunch of artifacts and weapons that have been stolen that are magic. And if they fall into the wrong hands, of course, this is going to be catastrophic. So they do I'm not going to reveal whose hands they end up with at the end of the comic, but it's a kind of a neat little spin that I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. The art itself is a little digital, so it's like a little off-putting. I, I don't love it, but it's not bad. It's good. Um, and I think it's interesting. They've really spun it as uh, Dr. Jane Foster, and like so she's got this alternate life. She's a superhero, but she's also like got responsibilities at the hospital. So, you know, it feels very tv it right. feels like they're really gearing it towards like writing it for a big screen. And is this the same writer who did the Mighty Thor when mm. when she was Thor? Is it the same person or no? I don't know. I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. So um, I would put that on your radar. Pick up a copy of that. Cool. Um, another copy that uh, issue that came out this week, Fearless, um, and this is like a. It's three stories, and it's, I don't know, It's I guess it's supposed to be like female empowerment because it's like written by and illustrated by women, and it's three different stories. The first one's called Campfire Song, um, the second one's called High Style Club, and the third one is Unusual Suspects, and like this is all over the map, and it's, it's not good. Um, the first story is actually okay, and it's like you have um, Sue... Uh, from uh, the Fantastic Four mm -hmm. and you've got Captain Marvel and you've got Storm and they're supposed to go to this like girls summer camp to give like some kind of leadership talk but they haven't gotten there yet it sort of just follows their stories as like as they are going to camp um, and then it ends and so it'll continue next month and then the middle story is um, terrible um, it <laughs> I have to say like it plays on I don't know if you remember there's like back in the day one of the very first and longest running uh, humor magazines was Millie the model and I think like Archie and some of those kinds of stories like really felt like came of this and it's just like a story about this like modeling shoot and it's like I don't care about Millie nobody cares about Millie nobody's seen Millie I'm for sure, decades I'm sure her mom must care about Millie Maybe. someone sure must yeah. but I guess it's it's not interesting there's a right. bunch of characters that are just kind of thrown in and it's like I've never heard of these people before they're not superheroes this is not empowering it's is a she bunch fearless because it's called fearless it's called fearless and it's just like yeah no it's just like a bunch of broads who are like getting their picture taken and i'm supposed to give a damn and it's like how is this female empowerment i don't know maybe it'll unfold later and they'll turn out to be like amazing people but in the meantime it's I think it's garbage. Um, and then the last one, which I was actually quite looking forward to because it's written by Kelly Thompson, is mm. three pages. 
and that's it and then it's like continued next week so i was like okay thanks for nothing um i guess i'll i'll hope for better things another time you do realize we have about 50 of these at the store right so can you change your mind on yeah. this one pick up a copy of fearless now <laughs> and give it to people you don't like that's right okay well we're out of time i thought we would have time to talk about um batman hush but we don't so we'll we'll wait for that for next week i guess we should talk about comics first next time let's do that comics first <laughs> <laughs>